I have titled uh, today's message on this uh, passage from First Peter chapter three, verse eight to twelve. I've titled it "The Quest for a Love Worth Desiring, um, Days Worth Loving, and uh, Good Worth Seeing." And I have a passage here on the uh, title card uh, from tonight's selection, and it's a, it's a question that I hope that we can try to answer. Uh, from the scripture, and this is a question from the scripture that uh, scripture gives the answer to. And the question that scripture poses is, what man is there who desires life and loves many days that he may see good? Um, let's take a moment to bow and pray, shall we? Uh, Father, these are your words, and I pray we can, we can hear from you. Uh, so Lord, uh, it is you who says that your word is uh, profitable to teach us about you, to convict us, to correct us, and to train us in righteousness. So we are looking with eager expectation and faith, Lord, that that is what you're going to be giving us tonight. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So let's um, begin with the text itself. And um, so, 1 Peter 3, 8 to 12, starting at verse 8. Finally, all of you have unity of mind, sympathy, brotherly love, a tender heart, and a humble mind. Do not repay evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, bless. For to this you were called, that you may obtain a blessing for Whoever desires to love life and see good days, let him keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are open to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Now, some of you might observe that uh, this passage from 1 Peter 3, 8 to 12, actually a majority of this passage actually comes from the Psalms. And what I thought I'd do is just repeat the part from the Psalms. And um, now this has a few words that are a little bit different, but it essentially is saying the exact same thing. I think that there's just been some um, issues with translating from Hebrew and Greek and in our own language that maybe makes some of the words different. But let's uh, let, let's read directly from Psalm 34, 12 to 16, which is uh, what Peter quotes in, uh, in this passage. So starting at verse 12, what man is there who desires life and loves many days that he may see good? Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Turn away from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are toward the righteous and his ears, ears toward their cry. The face of the Lord is against those who do evil to cut off the memory of them from the earth. Now, you may have seen me uh, do this uh, once before in another study, but uh, sometimes I actually like to start with the conclusion. I guess it's uh, one of the techniques that they teach us back in, you know, high school or, or elementary school that our our uh, 
sort of our conclusion rewords our introduction and so but uh, this is what i'm hoping that uh, we can really get from uh tonight's uh scripture selection and um what i conclude reading these verses is that by virtue of us being christians confessing our need of the savior that god presents us for the payment of our sins we are called to reflect to one another the grace and mercy of God extended to us through Jesus. And um, go to the second page of my conclusion. And uh, in answer to the question, you know, what, what man is there who desires life and loves many days that he may see good? Um, I would suggest that a life worth desiring, days worth loving, and good worth seeing means holding fast to the truth of who God is. Uh, revealed in scripture, uh, being a blessing to one another, treating, nurturing, and building up one another as brothers, as family, in accordance with our position, our new position as adopted children of God, not treating each other according to what our sins deserve, but extending blessing and reflecting what God has shown us. That is like God, not treating us according to what our sins deserve. Remembering that God has given everything necessary for us to be reconciled to him. And that should result in us being humble and love one to another, not thinking of ourselves higher than we ought. And remembering that peace with God actually involves us changing sides in God's war on sin. We are called not to continue building our own kingdom in opposition to God, but to seek first his kingdom, his righteousness, and the peace of God, the peace that God makes with us should transmit to others and reflect God's gospel invitation through Jesus. Now, um, we're going to just uh, quickly go through uh, these verses and just consider some of the words uh, being used in these verses and what they mean. Uh, verse 8, finally, all of you have unity of mind, sympathy, brotherly love, a tender heart and a humble mind. So unity of mind, we're talking about common faith and trust in Christ. Uh, sympathy, we're talking about really exercising, understanding one to another when there is distress, when there's weaknesses and, and extending that, you know, brother, you know, sister, I, I understand, I, I know. Uh, brotherly love and here again you know relating one to another on the basis of who we are in christ the fact is that we've been adopted into a family god has made us his children and so we have what it says elsewhere in scripture the household of faith and uh and and so brotherly love speaks of that a tender heart treating one another by faith according to god's love for us and not according to the way that the world has kind of uh, wrenched us and hardened us. And, but uh, like, you know, and, you know, we all have ways that, uh, that have affected us, our sorrows, our wounds, but not treating each other on the basis of that, but, uh, but, but treating others with the, with the love that, that God gives to us. And a humble mind in light of God granting us a gift of forgiveness that we could never earn, uh, we, we mustn't look at ourselves greater than 
we ought. It says elsewhere in scripture. Now, verse 9, do not repay evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, bless, for to this you were called. So a couple of things, evil for evil, reviling for reviling. But once again, God does not repay us according to our deeds. If, if God did repay us according to our deeds, we would be absolutely without hope. And so in the same way that God has blessed us with hope, that God has blessed us with what we don't deserve, and that is grace and forgiveness. So bless, for to this you were called. Um, you know, our actions towards those who have wronged us must reflect the mercy of God toward us. Otherwise, we don't truly understand or accept what it is that Jesus did for us at the cross. And now this is an interesting one, that you may obtain a blessing. And some people, you know, might say, hmm, that almost sounds like a quid pro quo, like you have to do something for God and God's going to do something for you. And that's not the case at all, because the fact of the matter is, just by very virtue of the fact that we are made in the image of God, the fact that we are supposed to reflect God, God blesses us so that we can bless others, so that we can reflect God's goodness to others. And, uh, you know, if, if, if we are repaying others with evil and reviling, just this very scripture suggests that we will be, we will be cheated of the fullness of what God would bestow upon us. Verse 10, for whoever desires to love life and see good days, let him keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Now, we really need to differentiate between life as it's been influenced by the world, by the devil's wiles, by our very own flesh, our, uh, you know, our, our, our fallen nature. Uh, we need to distinguish between seeing like loving that kind of life and loving the life that God has given, the life that God has given us for his purposes, the fact that we are created in his image meant to reflect his glory and life as it's been given to us by God. It's not, it's not ours to, to give or to keep or, or to give up and loving the life that God gives us means taking care of it in light of what God's purposes are for us uh, reflecting him as his image. And now part and parcel of, uh, you know, speaking about being the opposite of, you know, reflecting God, reflecting God's truth, part and parcel of speaking evil is really us putting ourselves in God's place and speaking things that are contrary to God's truth. And, uh, and then speaking deceit so if we consider deceitfulness, lying, I mean, what it boils down to is manipulating others with, with words that are untruthful for the purpose of gaining some kind of self-centered benefit. And again, I mean, that's all about us putting ourselves in the place of God and, and trying, to, trying to gain from others what belongs to God alone, and that is... Um, having people's attention, having, um, trying to get a benefit from someone, trying to get uh, some kind of uh, whatever it is, some kind, some kind of um, 
you know, adulation or, or what, what have you. And, um, and so let him turn away from evil and do good. Verse 11, uh, let him seek peace and pursue it. Now, hmm, let him turn away from evil and do good. But um, doesn't the Bible say that uh, there is no one righteous, not even one? Um, our righteousness is filthy rags. And it does. And we're, we're looking at a verse that really is humanly impossible. And the thing is that even Old Testament believers who, you know, at the time that this song was written, had some insight about, about what the deal is here. And there was, uh, you know, if you take a look at people who were part of the Hall of Faith, like in Hebrews 11, that's what they often call the sort of by faith Samuel, by faith David, by faith Abraham. But these Old Testament believers demonstrated a belief that God had to do something on their behalf to reconcile them to himself. Um, you know, King David um, created me a clean heart, oh God. So, and, and of course, it is this recognition that by nature we're not good why why we run to christ and where we realize that yes we needed god to do something on our behalf we needed god and as we you know and, and and as as history found out we need a savior god himself to take upon our sin and to pay for our sin at the cross through the person of jesus christ let him seek peace and pursue it we're not called to make peace with our flesh we're not called to make peace with sin. We're not called to make peace with the world as in sort of life outside of God. But we are called to change sides in the war that God is, uh, is conducting on sin. We're called to change sides in this war. And that is where we meet the peace of God and receive Christ's sacrifice for us. And from this, from, you know, from this changing sides in this war, realigning our lives with God. And this, through the fruits of the Spirit and what God is doing in us, this comes down to us transmitting what God is like to others and, and what this offer of peace is that God makes to all people through the gospel. And for the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are open to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. And um, now on the last part here, but the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Before faith, we stand in enmity with God. Um, by remaining on the opposite side of God's war on sin, we remain subject to eternal punishment. But this is the beautiful thing. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are open to their prayer. And God's victory is demonstrated not only by the fact that he will have the final judgment on sin, but it's also demonstrated that through Christ, God succeeds in bringing his enemies through a switch of allegiance, where those who were once enemies have now been reconciled through the blood of Christ. And so when we, when we have gone through that conversion, when we have gone through that changing sides, when we speak to God as allies, he hears us and he responds to us. So back to our conclusion, which I stated at the beginning, by virtue of the fact of us being Christians, 
uh, we confess our need of the Savior that God presented to us for the payment of our sins, now we are called to reflect to one another the grace and mercy of God extended to us through Jesus. And so what man is there that desires life, loves many days, that he may see good? Well, he holds fast to the truth of who God is revealed in Scripture. Um, he is a blessing to others, treating and nurturing and building up one another as brothers, as the family of Christ, not treating each other according to how our sins deserve, but extending the same grace that we've received to others and remembering that God has given us everything necessary for us to be reconciled to him. And this should result in humility. It should result in our true sense of worth and sense of significance coming only from what God has done for us. And remembering that this peace with God actually involves us changing sides in a war, a war that, uh, that God is conducting. But still, it is a war of extending the offer of peace through what Jesus has done for us. So let's, uh, let, let's consider that. Let us be encouraged by that and let these words have their intended effect in our lives. Uh, peace with you all. Really nice to see you all.